Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Tech Ed Podcast. I am your host, Ed. Uh, as always, thank you for stopping by. Today, I think we have a really exciting episode. We are going to talk about computers. And without furthermore, here we go. Everyone knows what computers are, obviously. Um, they kind of run our lives here uh, in today's time. Computers range from gigantic to really, really small, to like to the point that they can fit inside of your pocket. Um, very cheap to very expensive. I mean, they just they come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, they even have some computers out there uh, that are like the size of credit cards. I'm gonna try my best to cover a vast majority of them. Um, mainly just kind of some really good talking points and things to think about if you're in the market for purchasing a computer. And yes, we are talking about keyboard, mouse, etc. We're not talking about how people like to call phones computers, which they're not necessarily wrong, uh, but that's just not what we're talking about. So uh, first and foremost, let's go to purpose. So when you are in the realm of buying a computer, what are you looking to use it for? Are you using it for business? Are you using it for personal use? Are you using it for entertainment? Uh, and along with that purpose, where exactly will you be using it? Are you going to be bringing it to work? Are you going to be leaving it at home? Uh, these are some huge factors, some things to really, really think about when you're in the market for purchasing a computer. And let's talk about why. Say you're interested in a desktop. So this is the computer that comes in big old box. It's got all the components typically preset inside, which obviously you can customize it. You can change pieces out. Uh, we can get into that a little bit later. But you purchase a desktop, but you wanted to use it as a work computer, but you don't work from home. Essentially, you're locking yourself down to every single day when you get up for work, you're going to have to unplug your desktop, bring it to work, use it, and then bring it home. Unless your intention is to leave it at work, then I guess it's fine. But you are picking it up, bringing it to work, connecting it, disconnecting it, putting it in your car, going back home, rinse, repeat, day in, day out. That just doesn't really sound very convenient. Typically with a work computer, a lot of people look towards a laptop. The convenience of a laptop, I mean, typically they range anywhere from a 13 inch screen to a 17 on the larger inside. With that being said, they're very nice, portable. They have all of the holdings of a desktop, just in a much smaller form factor. They're easy to just fold up Put on your side almost like you're carrying a notebook you can put them in a little satchel bag if you have it uh, a book bag bring it to work i mean toss it on your desk and when you're done you just pop it back closed put it back in your bag and head on home i mean it's much more convenient definitely for a laptop now an alternative um, i do know some people have done this i still think it's a little cumbersome but they have what are called all-in-one computers essentially an all-in-one is if you it's if you took a desktop, you slapped a monitor in it, and you just removed all the necessary cables, and voila, you have an all-in-one. It's just all one piece. You don't have to go purchase a monitor here. You don't have to purchase a monitor there. Most of the time, they come with a mouse and keyboard combination. It's just, as it says, it's an all-in-one. Good things, bad things. Obviously, there's typically just one cable. It's the power cable. You just unplug it, pick it up. I've seen people carry these around in satchel bags. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's what they like to do. They like to carry around their all-in-ones like that. But you just unplug the power cable, bring it to work, put it on your desk, plug the power cable in, that's it. The desktop, 
why isn't that the same thing? Well, it has so many more things you have to plug into it. You have to plug in the mouse, you have to plug in the keyboard, you got to plug in the monitor, you got to plug in the power cable, you have to plug in any other peripherals that you have. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot more to a desktop. Now, that's kind of a work scenario. Now, if you're at home, a lot of the times I like to pose the question, you know, obviously, where, where are you going to be using it? But like when you're in your home, where would you like to use your computer? So you have desktops. They are meant to be stationary. Uh, they're not, you're not supposed to just pick them up, go sit on the couch, put it back down, plug everything in, put a 12 to 24 foot HDMI cable from your desktop to your television. That's not, that's not exactly how it's supposed to work. Um, I mean, I guess you could do that, but they're not really meant to be moved around a whole lot. So they are a desktop, which is funny because they don't even go on top of your desk really anymore. They go underneath it, a desk under, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so the desktops, they have a lot of things that you typically have to plug into them. They're typically a lot more customizable than their, you know, all-in-ones and laptop counterparts. Uh, but they're more stationary. They're, they're meant to stay still. They're not supposed to be moved around a whole lot. So that kind of locks you down to a certain room. And to go along with how you have all of these things that plug in, something you have to think about whenever you're looking towards getting a desktop is you also have to purchase a monitor. Now you could use things like a spare television if you have one, but typically your television doesn't have the resolution nor refresh rate of a computer monitor. Hence why typically computer monitors are a lot more expensive. However, you can use a TV for this. Just if you're a competitive gamer or anything like that, do not expect to have the best results. But the desktops kind of lock you down, make you a little bit more stationary. But with that comes typically lower price points for the hardware that's inside of them. Um, as well as I mentioned, they are customizable. So going to our gen general point of future-proofing yourself, a desktop is capable of being upgraded over time. Like I personally, the desktop that I'm recording on right now, I've had this thing since 2012, like nine years now and all I've done I've just switched out parts I mean you wouldn't even recognize it from the one that I originally got it from but that's the cool thing about desktops you can take them with you you can upgrade them they're a really neat learning tool like right now I'm looking at mine and I have like a like a clear thing on the side where I can just see all of its insides I can see my graphics card my processor and the fans and everything it's just really cool I've got some LED lights on it uh, I'll post a picture on my, my social media so you guys can see that um, but yeah, I mean, they're really cool. Um, like I said, they're typically lower price points because they're stationary and they don't have to, like the manufacturers don't necessarily have to design uh, the parts that go inside of them to be more compact. They have the space in their chassis is what it's called. That's what holds all of the pieces, the chassis. Uh, but they have the space to contain the, the parts as they were manufactured. So it's typically a little bit more cheaper. I highly recommend looking at a desktop if you're looking for a, a good base home computer. Uh, you're going to use it for home. If it's a good family use, it's a really good option. Um, as well as you just kind of want, maybe, maybe you're a little more technical and you don't mind getting your hands a little dirty uh, when it comes to setting up your computer. You look to possibly upgrade this in the long run you're looking to potentially game or you have kids that you know as they get older they're gonna 
they're going to want to play more games and the games are going to want to evolve with them. You know, you go from playing, you go from playing like Roblox to playing Call of Duty or Halo. The PC requirements for that are astronomically different. I mean, that's, that's at a basis. That is, that is what I would recommend the desktops for. Now moving on to its closest counterpart, you have the all-in-one. Now, if you're someone that's not really techie, you just want a, as it says, an all-in-one solution. You just want one and done. You don't have to worry about purchasing anything else. All-in-ones are probably going to be good for you. Now, however, uh, being that everything is built into one, typically they are a little bit more expensive for the hardware that's inside. So say if you get something that's like an i3 500 gigabyte all-in-one versus an i3 500 gigabyte desktop, uh, we'll even throw eight gigs of RAM in there you're probably going to pay a little bit more for the all-in-one, but that's because it has the monitor built into it. Now, with that being said, you, you might end up paying a little bit more for the desktop because you have to purchase a monitor if you do not have one already. You might have one, therefore you get to save the cost on that. And that's, that's something I didn't really touch on, but with the desktops, if you purchase something and say, for instance, just the desktop goes out, well, that's all you have to purchase. If you purchase the all-in-one and the screen goes out, you are either paying to get that fixed or you're replacing the entire thing. You you don't really have an in-between. So the, the cost of maintenance, you have to, to weigh what is the better option. Do I just want to have to replace the part when something goes wrong? Or do I want to potentially have to replace the entire thing or pay someone to fix it? All-in-ones are not necessarily the easiest things to work on. I mean, I might, myself might know how to do it. Uh, I mean, your local repair shop can do it, but typically they're going to charge a, a, you know, a much more expensive price than just doing it yourself, obviously. But yes, all-in-ones, I mean, if you're a little less techie, you just want something, one and done, that's it. All-in-ones are a great solution. They sit on top of your desk, you have a mouse keyboard, and that's it. You just plug them into the wall, you're good to go. Good for entertainment. A lot. Some of them have touchscreen built into it, which is great for kids. Uh, great for you. I mean, if you want to play Bejeweled, I mean, it just makes it really nice. Some of you that want to play poker or whatever on there, solitaire, it's great. Last but not least, um, the laptops. Laptops are the most compact version. Like I said, typically they range between like a 13-inch to a 17-inch. Uh, some of them get a little smaller. I've seen the 11 inch, but at that point, why not just buy a tablet? Uh, <laughs> that's just my own personal thought. Obviously some of you that might have an 11 inch, there's nothing wrong with it. Good for you. I'm glad you can work on a screen that small, but the compact design provides a lot of portability versus the desktops and the all-in-ones. Um, the caveat is all of that portability typically drives your price point much higher but obviously it's a lot more flexible. So with a laptop, you can sit on your couch without having to run wires everywhere unless you're gonna plug the charger in and you just do whatever you want. You can wirelessly stream to your television from your laptop if you want to. I mean, you can just get up, go to the coffee shop, bring your computer with you. I mean, it's just it's just much, much more convenient for somebody that wants to, like a doer, you know, somebody that just is on the go all the time um, either that or they're just, they are a work on the go type person, somebody that just likes to, I guess, be involved in everything that around them. 
Um, I know whenever I'm working on my desktop, it locks me down to my office. I'm not really around my wife, which I'm not going to say really anything about that, you know, but no, I love my wife. Um, but I mean, I also have a laptop and whenever there's just those long days where I'm like, man, I really want to work on this, but I really want to hang around my wife, you know, like I want to be involved in whatever's going on. I go, I just go get on my laptop, you know, and then it may, obviously sometimes like I, I just don't worry about the computer at all and I just go hang out. But if there is something that's imperative or there's something that you're taking care of, like sometimes I'm, I'm wanting to edit my, my social medias or I'm wanting to edit my graphics, my, I'm editing my podcast episodes. Um, I just save everything to a flash drive, pop it in. I mean, take it out of my desktop, pop it in my laptop and I continue working, but I'm involved with the people around me doing whatever we want to do. You know, it just keeps you, keeps you on the go. But like I said, there is typically a higher price point to that. And that's because like I was mentioning earlier with the desktops, the manufacturers have to design a part that couples the performance of the desktop. So it, it, it mirrors the performance of the desktop, but is in a much smaller form factor. That can be kind of tricky, obviously. And with that comes research, development. So, uh, but you do pay for that. It's got the screen built in it, just like the all-in-one, so you have higher premiums there. Uh, as well, they have batteries in them. Yeah, you have to pay for the lithium battery, you gotta pay for the screen, keyboards built in, all, all of that convenience comes at a price, uh, but they're definitely well worth it. So that's that's kind of a gist of some some differences between the desktops, the laptops, and the all-in-ones. Um, your laptops are typically for your your goers. I mean, th this is this scenario is if if you do not own a computer and you are looking to purchase a computer, what kind should you get? The laptop. It can be used everywhere, um, but it's typically for your on-the-go people. It has much smaller screen. You can purchase external monitors for them. However, just know that the longevity of a laptop versus a desktop. The desktop's going to last longer. It has more space for the parts to be cool versus the laptop. It's all compact in there. They do have good cooling systems in them, but they're not meant to be run as long as you could potentially run a desktop. That's just not the way that laptops were built. They're built for that lightness, portability, quick, fast work. Um, that's not to say that they can't be used for work. They're just not going to last as long. They're not going to last. Like I said, I ha I've had my desktop for nine years and it's never missed a beat. And the things that I have done on this desktop when it comes to like video production and gaming, like my laptop would have never been able to keep up with that for as long as it has. Um, as well, I can upgrade the desktop like I have. I can't really upgrade a laptop. They don't really have that flexibility. Everything's built typically nowadays. Everything's soldered to the board. And unless you're trained or an engineer, I highly doubt you're going to be touching anything like that. So, yep, that's the gist. Uh, if you have any questions on the differences in those, let me know. With that being said, I want to get into the parts to think about. Uh, similar to how I did in the previous episode, we're going to break down some of the individual pieces of a computer and some things to think about when you are making a selection. So first and foremost, it's going to be the storage um, across laptops and desktops and all-in-ones. Uh, storage is obviously a very important component. 
if it's going to be a family computer, you're typically going to want a lot more storage. Uh, there are quite a few different types of internal storage. You have uh, what is an HDD or a hard disk drive. You have a SSD or what is a solid state drive. And there's a lot more out there for the common consumer. I'm not going to go too, too far into that. Uh, for most of you, either a hard disk drive or a solid state drive is going to work just fine. Um, the hard disk drive, as it says, it's a disk. They are, I mean, they have higher capacities at a much cheaper price, but the solid states, I mean, the technology is developed so, so well. They're much, much faster. There's no moving parts inside of them. Typically, you'll find them more expensive. However, with with the advancement of that technology, it's become much cheaper to produce. I mean, you can find 500 gig solid state drives out there sometimes for 50 to 60 bucks. I mean, that's really cheap and 500 gigs is actually a lot. So once you put the operating system on there, I mean, that's maybe, I don't even know. I mean, you might have like 400 and some odd gigs left on there. I mean, that's a lot of storage. A lot of people don't really think about that. I mean, that's really a lot of storage. If you're not gaming on it, 500 gigs is a lot of storage, not for a whole family. You might want to look at something like a terabyte, but that's a lot. Just know that the solid states, they're, they're much higher performing than their hard disk drive counterparts. Um, whereas the hard disk drive, they're not bad. Like I had to put a hard drive in this computer before I started shooting this podcast. And I went out and I bought a, a terabyte for, I think it was 50 bucks, a terabyte hard disk drive for like 50 bucks. Don't ask me why I didn't get a solid state. I just... I just wanted the more storage because I knew I was going to do media production. Hint, hint. That's one of the reasons why you might want more storage. Um, and that figured maybe down the road or something, if this, if I stick with this, maybe I'll get a solid state drive just so this could perform better. This computer can perform better. But, yep, that's the two main. You have hard disk drive. You have solid state drive. Next, you have RAM. So just like a phone. I mean, we're talking about storage. We're talking about RAM. But RAM, um, that's going to be for... I'm sorry, storage. I didn't even really talk about what that did. So just in case you guys don't know what storage is, it stores your stuff. Everything that you do on there, the files that you create, whatever you save, everything you look up, it's going to save inside of a cache. Um, but anything that you need to store on the computer, it's going to be on storage. So the higher the number, like if the more you're, excuse me, the more you're going to store on this thing, the more you're going to use it, you're probably going to want more storage. The more people that are going to want to use it, every time they create a profile, it's going to, throw a bunch of default stuff out there, you're gonna want more storage. Uh, so think about whenever you're going to purchase a computer, how many people are using it? What am I gonna use it for? Am I gaming? Am I doing media production? Am I doing things that require large file sizes like high-end photography and such? Obviously with the more demand of that, as you're writing your list down, the higher storage you're gonna wanna take a look at. Um, and then weigh the odds between like a hard disk drive or a solid state if you need something that's really good performing like you're gaming and stuff i would recommend a solid state if you're just doing general use um, a hard disk drive is pretty good so moving on uh, ram what is ram random access memory um, essentially anything that you are opening on your computer it is going to cache that in the meantime so right now, for instance, I have Adobe Audition running on my desktop and it is using, I can't even remember how much RAM that I have in this computer. So I have 12 gigs of RAM in this computer and currently I'm using 
that is going to be split up between my operating system, my programs that I'm running, uh, anything that's running in the background. And as I start to open more things up, more of that RAM is going to be eaten up. So if you're planning on doing a lot of things on the computer at a time, like I said, I, right now I'm, I'm running Windows 10. I have Adobe Audition open, and that is it. And I'm using 31% of my RAM. That's not too bad. But now if I had a computer, I was like, man, I want to get into a I'm going to get into podcasting. Okay, cool. I go to Best Buy. I go to, I mean, I just go online to Amazon or something like that. I pull up desktops. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me get the one with the four gigs of RAM. I'm, I would be almost maxing out that RAM right now, and I would not be able to do what I am doing currently. It would freeze up on me. This podcast would sound absolutely dreadful. And I just realized that I haven't turned my computer off in three days, almost four days. A laptop wouldn't be having fun right now, but this desktop is just purring. I should probably turn this thing off. Uh, but anyways, the RAM, I mean, it typically ranges anywhere nowadays. It's probably going to be about 8 gigs minimum that you're going to want. Um, 16 gigs is a sweet spot. If you can land 16 gigs in a desktop for a decent price um, while being decent quality, highly recommend it. I know I'm saying desktop. The same for a laptop. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially everything that you run on here, it's going to be using up your RAM. So the higher the number, the more stuff you can do at one time. That does coincide with my next topic, the processor. So some of your big name processors out there, really the, the only two you really see on the market, uh, it's going to be Intel and AMD. The way I've always explained it, Intel typically has a more solid or higher quality processor for a premium price and a higher high on the performance, whereas an AMD is going to be a little bit cheaper, but their performance is as good, but it normally draws more power, which can decrease the longevity of your product. Now, I will be honest in saying I haven't been super up and up ever since I left my retail job. Uh, so I do know AMD has been incredibly competitive. Um, but yeah, those two brands, Intel versus AMD, I feel like that's kind of like an Apple versus Android. That's a discussion that deserves its own discussion. Uh, so if you would like to be a part of that, please reach out to me at techedcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will get that interview going. But processors, what is a processor? Well, like the name says, it processes the information that is going through the computer. It is what crunches the ones and zeros. Um, to, in layman's terms, um, I'm going to quote back to what I said in my previous episode. Essentially, it is, say for instance, like right now, I am thinking about what to say. If I had a slower processor in my head, it might take me a little bit longer to think about what to say. But if I have a fast processor, I know exactly what's going to come out. You know, it's, a, it's much more fluid. It is just much more accurate. It's much quicker in its performance because it can calculate those ones and zeros much, much, much quicker. So uh, with the processor, the big three, um, and I know people might hate me for saying this, but you'll typically see it's an i3, i5, i7. Think of it as, you know, cylinders on a car. 
you have the four cylinder, you have the six cylinder, you have the eight cylinder. That's typically relatable to people. Um, but just a good, better, best. An i3 is going to be your entry level. There are processors below that, but I really, I just wouldn't even recommend at the price point. Just spend a little bit, get the i3, bare minimum. Um, that's going to be for your simple tasks, things like checking emails, browsing the internet, doing word processing, um, watching videos and stuff like that. I don't really recommend using it for gaming. Um, you can, however, it will max out the performance, which is in turn decreases the longevity of that processor life. So you can game on it. Just I wouldn't do anything that's too high, like too advanced. Um, that way you just conserve the life of your processor. The i5 is going to be middle of the road. It's a decent entry level gaming processor. I think I have an i5 in my laptop. Um, I don't really use my laptop for gaming. I use it for just media production and stuff like that. But um, it's just a really good middle of the road uh, processor. It has a decent amount of cores in it, just depending on what kind you get um, as well. Uh, something I haven't really mentioned but I will after this next one, um, which is an i7. An i7 is kind of your top or high-end consumer level processor. Um, there are AMD equivalents, but typically you'll see the Intels out there. The i7, it's gonna be kind of like your eight cylinder. It's gonna be the fastest. It's gonna be able to process things much, much quicker than the i5 and the i3. Um, at a higher price point, obviously, as you jump up from the i3, i5, i7, you're moving your price point higher. Um, so with that being said, uh, what I really want to talk about with the CPUs as well is the gigahertz or the clock speed. Um, just because you get an i5 doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be faster than an i3 or slower than an i7. Um, it could be better at processing the information but you could get a gigahertz speed that's like a two or something like that. Or you can get an i7 that's a, a 2.4 when you could get like an i5 that's a 3.4. So think of it as like if you had four horses versus five horses or six horses, a six horse i7 versus a four horse i5, but the four horses have more horsepower versus the six horses on the i7 have less horsepower. You know, like if they're drawing the same workload, maybe the i5 edges out because the horses are much stronger and they're not gonna get as, as tired quickly versus the, the six horses, you know, while they're splitting the, lo the load, they might not get it done as quickly because they're weaker, you know. So gigahertz, it's represented by a capital G, H, Z, um, lowercase z, for all you techies out there. I did say represented, by the way. It's represented by a capital G, capital H, lowercase z. Um, make sure if you're having a discussion with an associate, you ask them about the gigahertz. And yeah, be informed. Three is a sweet spot. If you can get three or above, you're good. Two you start to get into a little bit of the slow land, but it's not bad. Just look for three. All right, so what next? We talked about RAM, we talked about storage, we talked about CPU. Graphics cards, 
Graphics cards are kind of a special feature. Not every computer has a graphics card in it. Well, let me rephrase. They're going to have some type of display driver, but some of them have what is considered a dedicated graphics card. Let's say, for instance, you are playing a game. You have a desktop with 8 gigs of RAM. This, this game takes, we'll say, 4 gigs of RAM. So now you're, you're left with 4. But with that, there are speeds to this RAM memory. So you have GDR4 RAM, which clocks at a certain speed. Um, we won't get too heavily detailed because I really want to. I want. I want this to not get too technical so that anybody can really listen. But they will be clocked at a certain speed, so they move at a certain miles per hour. We'll just use that terminology. It's very easy to relate to. You have that GDR4 now with a graphics card. You load into this game. Your RAM will process the graphics that are coming in at this specific miles per hour. And that might not be fast enough to process all of the visual information that is coming through. Now with a graphics card, it is a component that will take that visual information and it will process it through its own card. Now typically your graphics cards, they have a faster RAM memory or so GDR4 is your consumer standard whereas graphics cards you might find like a DDR5 which they just they run or a GDDR5 like a graphics it's a much faster like if you think of it just take the four and multiply like say it's four miles an hour versus the GDDR5 it's five miles per hour it's a faster processing memory now I know these aren't exact, uh, like I said, I, I don't want to get too far into the technicals. We can, it, I mean, if you guys are really interested in, in hearing about that, we can discuss that in a, another episode. But for the general consumer, the graphics memory is going to process the graphics visuals much quicker. Now, the graphics memory is not going to replace your RAM memory for the mundane tasks that your computer must process. It's typically there strictly for the graphics side of things and normally only if the game is asking for it or whatever you are using is asking for it or else it'll just use the RAM because that is what it, it is set to default to. So graphics cards, I mean, they typically, if you want one inside of your machine, it will cost a little bit more. But for things like gaming, for things like media production, they are very valuable. So consider whether or not the price outweighs the benefits of having a graphics card. And I'm sorry if, if this episode has just been kind of all over the place. Um, it, it's just kind of really off the cuff. Um, desktops, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about computers. Uh, so I really hope I'm not upsetting a lot of the techies out there because I really just want to touch the, the base consumer level. Um, but hopefully this has been rather informative and hopefully between the every little which way that we went on this wild journey of a quote-unquote podcast episode um, you were able to find some kind of answer to questions you have about a desktop and if you have anything specific that you would like for me to touch on please just send me an email or send me a message on any of my socials you can email me at techedcast at gmail.com um, I am always looking to respond and I'm always looking for, 
for feedback, whether positive or constructive. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. Feel free to subscribe. Make sure to follow, leave a comment, leave feedback, anything you got. And I will see you next week.